equally in equal parts i really hope there is and i hope there isn't well how do you do how would you do a charcuterie podcast do you just describe the things as you eat them and then pair them you just talk about yeah talk about how well they pair with each other i think you could do anything you wanted you just eat charcuterie don't address it and keep talking what were you gonna say Olivia? (laughs) I think you do like the history of charcuterie, like cheese and meat plates for each country. Because <laughs> it's like a rich history there. That's a good idea. Cool. You you dive into the history, and then like you you talk about each thing you're eating, and you describe it, and then you pair it. You just talk about right. life. And then, and then you have a remote where there's like a train whistle in the background and you're like, we're in Sweden, right? (laughs) (laughs) Get a backing track of, of whatever country you're in. (laughs) Oh my God. You might be onto something. You should, you should trademark that before it gets stolen by our two fans. (laughs) That's generous by the way. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Uh, do you want to maybe hit the theme? Well, I'm not gonna play it. Elijah's never heard the theme song. Well, I oh, don't. I mean, you we have had to. So would you like many, to hear the theme song? One hundred percent. But uh, I want to hear how you would sing it from memory. Uh, <laughs> you can't uh, sing it. Well, so the theme song. I'm gonna describe it for you because uh, I can't play it because I that would require another twenty minutes of audio <laughs> <laughs> setup. Um, so uh i'll just describe it to you it's like this beat um and then it like builds so normally like we're talking and then i'll start like the beat like while we're talking and then when the drop hits it's a clip from the hound of the baskervilles the audio is like um a barrel refill mr franklin's glass will you now when you get up there tonight don't drink too much oh don't worry i will how about a whiskey and soda and that and then it ends and that's it that's yeah. pretty good. Hey, That's you, like a Ringer podcast intro. It's a good, like, okay, I always talk about this because sometimes Harish and I will be in the car and he'll, like, play a random podcast that he listens to and I'll listen to it because it's just a random comedy thing or whatever. But it irritates me because theme songs never fit the podcast. Never. <laughs> and I think ours fits. <laughs> huh. It's perfect. It's so good. Um, I've decided that I'm going to do a shot really quick. Okay. Um, But you guys can do the intro. Yeah. Um, welcome to Tipsy Terror. This is a podcast where we watch a horror movie and we sometimes get drunk now. And, you know, uh, <laughs> it's mostly uh, horror movie podcasts. And today's episode is Molly's birthday. It comes out on oh. Halloween. So it's extra yeah. special. Oh, <laughs> thank you. What? And for, for this year, you might have remembered my birthday episode as being a complete train wreck from last year and i'm, I'm yeah. hoping i'm hoping this one makes a little more sense it's about halloween 3 season of the witch yeah by john carpenter and we have well, a very special guest today 
Right. Elijah Sager. Happy birthday, Molly. Oh, um, thank you. I'm not, I'm not tipsy, but I am dumb, so it'll <laughs> seem similar. It'll work out. <laughs> oh, here's Samantha with her oh shot. Oh God! We started with a train wreck already. Because is this movie even by John Carpenter? It's, it's not pro- he John Carpenter. It. He was a producer. John Carpenter and Deborah Hill produced it, but um, it's directed by like Tommy Lee Wallace. Yeah. I think is the name. Okay, I'm gonna put this down and do you my shot. I have to get my chaser ready because it's straight tequila, and I'm gonna throw up. Okay. Okay, she's Good doing Lord. her shot. She's grabbing some orange juice. Oops, Elijah's gone. Oh, he's back. I think he's coming back. Okay. <laughs> There, she took the shot. Oh, and then she immediately goes for some orange juice, puts down the shot on the table. Wait, that was actually good. <laughs> okay. I forgot I like tequila. <laughs> tequila is nice. My good friend Jose Cuervo is always there for me. That is my tequila of choice, by the way. I'd like to establish that. So. Oh my god! Oh my god! I saw this TikTok. Um, it was like what your like alcohol of choice says oh, about you. You probably sent it to me. <laughs> Did I send it to you? Because, like, it kept going, and I was like, that's funny, that's funny. It was, like, absolute vodka is, like, the LGBT community. I was like, that's really funny. And then it got to Malibu, and the description was, like, people who had an obsession with Orlando Bloom as a teen, and (laughs) it, like, really hit me. Because as someone who still likes Malibu now, um, and definitely had an Orlando Bloom obsession, I felt my demographic was um, represented. The Jose... a startling way the jose cuervo one that popped up said um people who uh self-project themselves onto character or project themselves onto characters of tv shows and i was like (laughs) anyways there was one for like people who read warrior cats books in their youth (laughs) i forget what that one was okay we can talk about the movie now i'm sorry the movie we're talking about is not a john carpenter directorial masterpiece no. but no. rather related to a him. byproduct of halloween yes it was the franchise's attempt to do something different <laughs> yeah. and decide that they were gonna have a they were basically gonna kind of anthology it not anthology mm-hmm. where it's like different things but kind of like how american horror story every season you got a different story yeah. they were they were decided that they wanted to branch out and do that and then they released this one, and everyone said, "Oh no, no, no! Please don't!" <laughs> and then they, they said, "Where's Michael Myers?" And so they brought because him back. <laughs> the first two Halloween movies, and the rest of them, as you might know, have a have a certain murderous masked man yes. rampaging through the suburbs. Yeah. And this movie has Tom Atkins fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So wasn't he like kind of supposed to like actually be dead at the end of Halloween too, or like it be kind of ambiguous? Yeah, I think that I thought you were talking about Tom Atkins. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think he. I does. think Michael Myers was supposed to be done after Halloween two, and oh then my they. God. I haven't seen okay. Halloween two. I've but... only seen parts of it. Dude, I just watched it. It's not good. I it's really, a, it's like disappointing. Mm. I've only seen one, two parts of two, and this one. And I can genuinely say I've seen this one the most out of all the Halloweens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. So I, I've seen only Halloween, the original, and this one. And Elijah, you said. How about this... you, Elijah? I I saw 
half of Halloween three, I think. Right. <laughs> no, you saw most right. of it. You you saw most of it. You um, really only missed the like very beginning. Yeah. Right. So we watched this together okay. on Discord, um, which <laughs> we haven't done like recently. Um, this is our first movie that we're watching together since we uh like actually restarted the podcast. Yep. Um, and so we watched this on Discord, and Elijah d- joined uh partway through the movie. Um, but you only f- missed like the first maybe twenty minutes. He like, really not, not even. Yeah. He missed the f- initial murder basically, and then yeah. him meeting the daughter, and that was like it. Right. And the establishment okay. of his, of, of what's his face's bitch ex wife. I, I think I was just trying to justify the film not making sense, <laughs> and I was like, I must have <laughs> important setup. Right. No. no, this movie's fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> I, when we finished the movie, Elijah was like, couple questions. Uh, and then we couldn't really answer any of them. <laughs> but should we just, like, I guess start yeah. at the beginning? Um, yeah. Well, some background on the movie is, uh, like, John Carpenter and um, Deborah Hill, who Deborah Hill is, like, his producer, basically, who works on... All, all of his movies um they were approached for a third halloween movie but they didn't want it to um just be a direct sequel to halloween 2 so they decided to go a different direction um with this one and uh, <laughs> so that's why it's different um and uh so um something i wanted to bring up as a fun fact is that uh remember in uh prince of darkness when we watch prince of darkness yeah. the writer the credited writer of prince of darkness is this guy named martin quatermass and <gasps> yes yeah martin quatermass yeah he he is that is just like a pen name for john carpenter john carpenter uh wrote the movie but like used the pen name of martin quatermass uh, as the credit and that is uh, like the name Quatermass is like a reference to the series of novels um which are written by this guy named Kevin Neal and he wrote the initial draft of this movie oh yeah and he wanted not to be like he didn't want it to be like a super gory movie he wanted it to be more atmospheric um but then uh like one of the the uh the person who owned the like film distribution rights was like, no, we need it to be gory. Um, and so uh, the director, Tommy Lee Wallace, had to redo the script, and Kevin Neal didn't want his name attached to it after that. That makes sense, because I was about to say, it's not a very atmospheric film. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, he didn't achieve what, what he was going for. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it kind of, like... So it 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 was kind of like um intended to be kind of a like uh invasion of the body snatchers type movie. Yeah, okay. Um and it kind of is still, but like n- not really cuz the plot doesn't really make sense. Um but yeah. So anyway, let's get into the movie. I feel like we've already set it up perfectly. <laughs> right. <laughs> So it starts. So, oh, did you want to go? No, no. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So I'll, it- come in, <laughs> I'll come. I'll 
come in. Yeah, I'll let y'all take the lead. I just want to talk about when they get to the factory. That's like the part I remember the most. Okay. <laughs> we um it opens with uh the credits, of course, and um just Ooh, like the they're super cool. long. The credits are cool. It's like um like a scroll on uh, a computer TV type thing <laughs> and it's just scrolling and like um drawing like uh orange lines as the credits go and then it eventually reveals that it's a pumpkin um classic classic halloween the first two movies also like the opening credits feature pumpkins um and so it, it shows the pumpkin shows the title and then it opens with this guy running away from someone uh we don't really see what he's running away from and then he hides and then this like blank faced, well dressed man comes up and uh starts choking him out with a chain and then a car drives up and like so the this this guy is choking him in front of a car and then another car comes up and then like just pushes into the man that's choking. Um and interesting dynamic between all the people in this situation traps this man between the cars and then the other man escapes and runs away and then what happens next is like the guy finds him and kills him no the guy he gets he goes to um that mechanic place yeah and he gets knocked or something and then the mechanic brings him to the hospital and he's still alive when he gets to the hospital because right. he has the mask in his hand and then before but, like, this how happens does he get knocked out i don't remember, I don't remember. yeah but before this like, happens we meet the bitch wife injuries yeah oh, oh yeah, yeah he like just passes out okay and so and then, then he, he kind of comes to in the hospital and is like they're gonna kill everybody but that's like, a not a whole bunch of times before that tom we atkins the setup of the- goes to his ex-wife's house to give the mask to his kids his gifts is seven days before halloween no eight and then eight days yeah his wife's like i already got the masks and then they're saying eight more days till halloween the ad and then he's like, uh, my wife's such a bitch. I got to go to work. And she's like, oh, you're an alcoholic. And then he goes to work. And then that's where he meets the guy. Yes, Molly. Also, sorry. And this might come back later, but they drop something weird that's been happening about Stonehenge. And it's just right. missing. Yeah. Just a wow. random news report. on the TV. And apparently that's just the world they live in. I feel like if that happened now, it's like all anyone would talk about. They're well, like, authorities don't know how they did it. Yeah. So the right after what kind of despicable me bullshit are they pulling <laughs> right uh it opens with a news report of like one of the stones from stonehenge is missing and which is crazy because like those stones are huge yeah like you cannot it's like people don't even know how they built stonehenge because it's like so hard to move those stones um but one of the stones is missing on this news report. And then it's followed up by a commercial for this mask company, Shamrock. It's um, eight more days till Halloween, Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. they're and singing a jingle. The concept is that every day it gets closer to Halloween, the jingle says how many more days till Halloween, and then there's going to be this big giveaway. giveaway and yeah. all the kids need to be wearing their masks watching the TV. Right. So then back to Tom Atkins is at the hospital. He's a doctor. He gets He's called a in. And they save the man and he's like stable or whatever and he's like away sleeping and then tom atkins goes to sleep too because doctors do that 
and which they do i guess um <laughs> yeah. it's, it's in the mindy project so i guess they do it um <laughs> and then he's like sleeping in the hospital and then he's woken up because the nurse is screaming because she just walked in on uh the clean cut well-dressed man strangling or no he doesn't strangle him he puts his thumbs into oh. the dude's eyes yeah. and kills him and then when they pull away it's not even that gory it's like eh. yeah i mean we don't really see also just you hear that crunch of like his bone getting snapped yeah yeah so then that guy gets away and then he goes outside to his car right and explodes it right um the <laughs> nurse starts screaming and then tom adkins runs out and he get, chases the man and then sees the man like at the car and then the car explodes uh and tom adkins is fucked up he's like what the hell just <laughs> right. happened then they, the police come and then they get uh the man who died's daughter shows up and identifies the body yeah and tom adkins the next scene is him going to his i guess it's like four days later or three days later yeah um and he goes to um another doctor who does like autopsies um who he knows <laughs> and like he asks her to do an autopsy on the body or the remains of the body from the explosion so to find whatever she can about the the killer um and then he goes to a bar and when he's at the bar yeah the daughter the daughter comes in and meets up with him what's her name Ellie. 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 So they chat and she's like confused and he's saying how like he doesn't understand what happened and it was really weird because the guy was like they'll kill us all and then he'd die. And, and so he asked her more about it and she basically says that she's already been looking into it and they both want to find out more. Yeah. And so they trace back through his steps and we find out that the dad had like a toy shop that sold masks and he was kind of not doing well in business and so he was looking into the shamrock company Com- or whatever and so well, he went to pick up an order oh yeah that them. was it he went to pick up an order from them and yeah. so they followed that lead to this town Oops. which is uh they call he's like when they pull in he's like oh it's a corporate town like they basically own the place and run the place and yeah he tells his ex-wife that he has to go to a doctor convention yeah. and of course she's mad at him and like nagging him <laughs> and so they get to the town and it's like the factory and the, everything is like being watched and they it's, the whole town is owned by this yeah corporation and so then they check into a motel and he does some sleuthing and he figures out that the the dad was there four days ago and so they decide to stay so they can learn more and they pretend to be a married couple yeah um and you know classic hijinks dictate that when people pretend to be a couple they, they become, become they one for each other Yep. And then they so that won't happen in this movie. So they meet these other random people. One's this lady who owns a shop in like San Francisco oh. or something. And then the other's this like annoying fucking family with a kid yeah. and they just are wild. Like I don't understand what's going on with this family. And then um they so like it's I think the first night just kind of happens. Like, not a lot happens on the first yeah, night. Yeah, the first night. Except for Tom Atkins has sex with Ellie. <laughs> well, yeah, she she's like, um, where do you want me to sleep? And he's like, that's a dumb question. And then they then start they have kissing. 
Um, her 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 father. They're investigating her father's murder. And then it like cuts to around the town, and it's uh, there's like an announcement about a curfew, uh, and uh, the curfew's in effect now. And then Tom Adkins. What is his character's name? Does anyone remember? No, I feel like it might be Daniel. Daniel, Daniel Chalice. He can't Mr. be any Chalice? other name. Chalice. He's Tom Atkins. Yeah. Dr. Chalice. Dr. Chalice. Dr. Chalice. Daniel. Um, he he goes to, I guess, just get grab a beer or something from a store. Um, and then when he's on his way back, he sees, he runs into this random homeless guy who asks for a sip of his beer. And he just gives it to him. <laughs> Um, and this guy gives him like the absolute lowdown on everything happening in the town about how they live in like a surveillance state and just how like um Connell Cochran, Cochran. Like, Cochran. the town. Yeah. C O N A L and it's not pronounced Connell like you think it would. <laughs> Fucking Connell. Connell Cochran. Despite the fact that it's not an intuitive spelling, when Dr. Daniel gives like the name to the person on the phone to do research, needs no help spelling. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Right. She's like, all right, got it. She's probably like Irish. I wonder how famous this guy was. Well, would you know the name of the local like Halloween yeah. like mask manufacturer? Yeah, like who was like very very rich. Do you know like the CEO of Spirit Halloween? Like who you know what their name is? Like yeah. no. <laughs> well, he seems like the way they were talking about him. He seems like the '80s version of Elon Musk. <laughs> like he made his. Um, Elon Musk got into the knickknack trade. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, because he got into tricks and toys and stuff before he was doing math. Right. We yeah. find out later that um, he like used to make toys, um, which explains some stuff later. But he used to make toys, and that's what he made his fortune from. And now he makes the real, the best masks ever available, um, that everyone loves, and so that's how he's so rich. So, I mean, it does... Honestly, this guy kind of has, like, a really cool dream job. Imagine if you could just make, like, Halloween, like, stuff. Right. For people. And that yeah. was your... Like, how you made your living. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm He's sorry. just a rich guy. He owns the town, and the whole town is centered around this mask factory. Oh, and so the, the guy who asked for the alcohol... He gets it, and then oh, Tom right. Atkins yeah. leaves, and then the t- these two suited, clean-cut well, guys Well, this guy's like, it's going to be their last Halloween because... Uh, I I'm got gonna, some Molotov cocktails. Yeah, I'm going to burn down that factory. This dude's pissed. He's a local, and apparently um, Cochran, like, got all the staff from outside and didn't hire any of the locals, even though everyone in the town is, like, his, like, because they were all, like, staring at him, staring at them when they drove in. I don't know. It was weird. They said like it's like being in a fishbowl. Yeah, that's it. Factory. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, the guy, these two suited men walk up to the drunk guy and then they kill him. And how do they kill him? They pull his head off. Yeah. They yank his head right off his his (laughs) body. It's so good. And so that guy dies. And then I think it's the next day. Well, no, because it's still the night. A lot happens this night. Um, Ellie is like just walking outside of their hotel and she runs into the lady who the other lady at the hotel. Yeah. She, um, 
this lady's annoyed because like they mess up in order um and uh she shows she tells ellie like uh oh yeah these i own a toy store in san francisco um these master grade but my five-year-old threw it against the wall and the tag fell off you'd think they would make them better um and so like we get introduced to this little tag thing that has the shamrock logo um and then they both go to their rooms on the back of all the masks yeah um they go both go to their rooms and the the woman who also has a name that i don't know um she sets down the little tag and uh sits in her bed to to read um and meanwhile ellie just like gets out of the shower and wraps the wraps entire comforter the around her yeah just, she's just chilly oh it's awful then you've like you've ruined your blanket right they but why are you in sleep under for a reason she had a towel around her but it was tiny and so she used the fucking comforter instead of, you know, drying yourself off and then putting some clothes on. Right. But if it's not your comforter, like, might as well. Right. But what are you going to sleep under? Well, they have yeah, two beds in the room. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're sharing a bed. Right. <laughs> they have a bed for drying yourself off and a bed for sex. <laughs> That's all you need, really. Um, uh yeah so she dries herself off it like cuts to the the dude tom atkins gets the call or he calls the doctor lady um and the autopsy lady and like asks if she has any updates and she's like yeah um it seems like they got the wrong like some idiot just took parts of the car because everything i'm looking at is plastic and um metal shavings and there's no like human Remains. body material human remains uh in this so we're gonna try to get more and he's like okay cool uh i'm at this like motel call me back if you find anything also look up connell cochran yeah <laughs> and he finds out we see that his room is bugged and that they're listening to his conversation right um and then he goes back to the room and uh the other lady ellie is in lingerie and mm -hmm. just chilling, waiting for him, and then if they have sex. They do it again. <laughs> and then later, it shows them after, and she's trying to do it again. And he's like, aren't you tired? And she's like, no. And then I'm like, wasn't your dad just murdered? Right. And then they do it <laughs> again. I'm so bothered. Who does this? It's it's very odd. It's but a grieving process. Maybe it's explained by something that happens at the end that we'll get to. I don't think so, but I whatever. I <laughs> There's no freaking she's, way. She's a honeypot. I, I simply can't accept that. <laughs> Ooh. But meanwhile, while all that is happening, like, right. who cares? Because the woman in the room next door is, like, fussing with the little silver shamrock tag. And the commercial comes on. Like, the however many more days till Halloween. Yeah. And the thing turns into a laser and blasts her right in the face. Right. And really cool they and then they show her face and the prosthetics are fucking good it's very gory um like it's so fucked up it's like caved in her teeth are exposed there's like a bug crawling on her and it goes like into her head at a certain point and it's like grotesque well, it crawls out of her head but then yeah. it crawls back into her head i remember yeah. it's like in her hairline Ugh. it's awesome elijah what do you think you know i think one her kids find out that she's dead, they're also going to be really horny. <laughs> <laughs> that's just gonna be 
This is just like a, the cycle of horniness. <laughs> your your parents die, and then you get horny, and then you become parents, and then you you die, and then your kids get horny. This is oh that's how God. the circle of life works. <laughs> I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I guess <laughs> it's just like a life cycle, just really simplified <laughs> and fast and sped up. Um, and then it cuts back to well also in the middle of that like when the laser comes on it's like loud um, and then it cuts to them having sex in their room and uh, Ellie's like what's that and he's like who cares <laughs> and they go back to it these guys are into did we, each other did we mention that this guy is like 20 years older than her I don't think we did it we said it on the yeah so Tom Atkins is like 25 years older yeah, when, than her and this and it's very clear when this movie came out he was 48 and she was 23 I think yeah um, like he's he's very much the same age as her father that we see yeah. if anything her dad's younger <laughs> and also this isn't the only time that this actor Tom Atkins is in Tom such Atkins a fucks. huge age difference relationship because in the fog, which we haven't covered mm-hmm. on the podcast, um, but he's in a relationship with Jamie Lee Curtis, who is also is like the same age as this girl. He's also in um, this uh, John Carpenter. Um, it's like an anthology movie called Body Bags. Yeah. And he, there's this one, and he also has a girlfriend in that that is significantly younger than him. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like, John, why do you keep doing this to John Atkins? Women in the 80s were just horny for their dads, I but guess. But specifically in John Carpenter films. Specifically this actor. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, Tom Atkins fucks. That's all I got to say about that. So, where are we? Um, so um, next day? Well, yeah. So, they wake no, no, up. No, no, no. It's still night. Right. They, um, they see this silver shamrock truck and a bunch of people dressed all in white pull up to the motel. Right. And um, they're loading, like, someone on a stretcher in. And then oh, yeah. John I can see this. And he is, like, his pants on, but he's shirtless. So, he has to put a shirt on real quick before he walks out the door. And he's like, what's all the hustle and bustle? Yeah. And then they're like, we're taking her to a hospital at the factory. <laughs> yeah. Because that's normal. And right. You know what? I told Harish earlier, but I don't really think there's a hospital. I think something <laughs> hanky's going on. Right. This is pretty suspicious. It's sus. That's suspicious. The that's only hospital weird. in town <laughs> is... At the the only emergency room in town is at the, at the factory. I'm sorry, Sam. Did you say that's sus? Yeah, I've never. That's like I was thinking that the whole movie. I was like, mm, that's sus. I've never played Among Us, but so fun. So yeah. Fun. So now what's so, the next day? Right. They're like, all right, we gotta check out this factory because something with this Connell Cochran guy and with this whole factory business. There's something, there's something there to it. So the next morning, they're like, "All right, let's pack it up and move it out." So they go to the factory. Yeah. And um, they get there, and then the family we saw earlier is also there. So they're pretending that they're looking for the um, the order that uh, her dad was supposed to pick up, and mm-hmm. um, uh, the people who work at the factory are like, "Oh, he picked up the order." Um. I don't know, like, 
they they don't know where yeah, he that went. Was awesome. That was super suspicious because that guy that answered the question was like knew exactly the color of the car. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It was based on the line item of the order. You yeah. would think a Halloween mogul keeps track of all that unless something's going on. Mm-mm, I'm not buying what he's selling. This is the best-selling mask in the country. People, like, also, this is before, like, Amazon.com. People are coming to pick up the orders and fill their stores. So, um, you, there's no way you're remembering the one specific person's car. No, I'm sorry. Not unless you're an extra bar back in Law and Order, and they're talking to you while you're moving boxes. <laughs> That's a whole John Mulaney bit. I can't pretend I just made that up. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, so yeah, they they're at the factory, and and then the other family walks in. The family from the motel. Oh, these guys. Buddy. Oh, my, that fucking guy. I'm, he just. I was so irritated by that entire family, because it's so perfect how they're like this epitome of like what capitalism does there in like a three family this, and it just pissed me off the family is basically like if you watch a european movie and they have like An American americans family. on vacation <laughs> yeah. that's how these people no, are do acting you know what they remind me of is yeah. in um like willy wonka the yes. kid who's obsessed with tv yeah they remind me of that My family TV. right mike tv <laughs> mike tv yeah that's who they remind me of when i watch it yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't I know what I'm doing. That. That's one of my recs. Really? I wrote that down early on. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. There's no way that wasn't disappointed, though, because he was super pumped to see them making masks. Yeah. And, like, that's not interesting. Right. No. <laughs> and if anything, they got the more interesting version, because if you went to a factory nowadays and watched it, it would just be like I mean, watching a little press. I love watching how it's made, so I would definitely love going to <laughs> a factory and watching the I guess whole you're process, right. Yeah, that would be know. a good time. Be like, wow, they the fill like, that mold. Hey, wh- why don't you let these two, um, Ellie and uh, Dr. Chalice, tag along? Mr. Yeah. and Mrs. Smith. So uh, this guy, the family, the patriarch of this family, uh, his name is <laughs> Buddy Kupfer or something. And he is, like, the, the guy who's sold the most masks in the whole country or some shit. And so he's got he gets a free tour of... Uh, that's their vacation, is they get a free tour of this factory. And um, uh, Mr. Cochran comes out to greet them and, like, get them onto the tour. Uh, and then he sees uh, Dr. Chalice and... <laughs> um ellie and he's like oh yes my friends from last night that i met um when i was like suspiciously taking care of that woman uh what are you guys' name and he, uh chalice introduces himself as smith they're mr and mrs smith and uh cochran's like hey you guys can come on the oh no the other father asks, can they come on the tour with us yeah <laughs> he just like wants friends they I don't guess. have a lot of friends they work too much they sold all those masks yeah they got all that money they need some acquaintances and cochran's like yeah i was just about to ask them and they're like sure we'll do it so then they tour the factory and you see all the people hand making the masks right and the kid walks up to one and he's like oh i want this one 
And the guy's like, oh, you can't have that one. It's not done yet. And then he gives, he specially gives the kid a mask that's like done and has like a little seal on it. A pumpkin mask. A pumpkin. Oh, oh. the three masks, by the way, oh. are the pumpkin, the witch, and the skeleton. It's everyone's favorite. I like, I like the, the witch pumpkin one. a lot. You I like think the pumpkin? I like the skeleton the most. Yeah. I like the witch. Oh, you like the witch? I like the witch. Yeah. I have the a. I have a pen, an enamel pen on my denim jacket that, uh, when you click a button, its eyes light up, and it's the witch mask from this movie. Do you want to tell everyone where you got it from? Yeah. <laughs> we went to a screening of this at Gateway Film Center, uh, last. Saint, not this past one, but the one before that on St. Patrick's Day. Haha. <laughs> yeah. And um, they had a questionnaire, and I got one right. It was the one, the fact about Jamie Lee Curtis being the voice on the phone, and uh, they gave me the pin. Yeah. Nice. And the only reason I knew that is because I had read the trivia for, on IMDb literally like minutes before we got. T- I didn't know there was going to be a trivia questionnaire. I was just reading it. Yeah. And I I happened to read that that was a fact, and I was like, haha. I let somebody nice. get it wrong before I got it right, so I didn't look too sus. <laughs> too sus. Too sus. Yeah. Um, honestly, the masks are so cool. Like, I really do get the hype. Yeah. I think they're so neat. They're neat now. I think they'd be really cool. I think, like, the only reason we don't really wear masks is because when you go to a Halloween party, you know, you're like drinking or something and so like wearing a mask is annoying because you got to like pop it up on the top of your head right when you're talking to people it gets really hot and steamy in there because it's like uh what's the word like silicone like it's not what what is a mask made out of i don't know i don't know latex Latex. that's what i was looking for and so like it's not a comfortable look and like kids we don't really make them like their outfits come with those like cheap plastic masks now like you don't get a good quality mask anymore can't like Mike Myers it. They right. don't still make them like that anymore. They do not. But anyways, we see all these masks at made and then they move on. They move on. They go through this room with a bunch of toys and that's when uh Buddy explains to um Dan that <laughs> the that Cochran used to be a toy maker and that's where he got his fortune. Uh he used to make tricks and toys. Uh, and then the, uh, um, the wife is talking to Ellie about <laughs> like saying like, Oh, did you hear he was like a humble like toy maker? <laughs> you can dream or something. Like she basically like plugs capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, Daniel like looks around and, uh, he, I guess he sees like he sees people that he recognizes. He like recognizes the Some men the from men. before, um, and then like he keeps going, and then uh, he like grabs Ellie and is like, "I recognize some guy from before." And then sh- he also sees the man who killed her father, um, and uh, and then she sees her father's car like in a random garage, um. And she goes up to it, but then a bunch of men just stand in front of it and, like, block her. And then it cuts to Cochran and Buddy, like, standing next to each other. And Cochran's, like, trade secrets. And he's, like, laughing. <laughs> it's very weird. Um, 
And then now's where the movie becomes a blur for me. I don't remember a lot of it. Yeah, they just like leave and they're like, Okay, this is a this is a bad situation. We have to leave. We have to call the police. Um so uh uh Daniel's like, Oh, I'll go call the police, you pack and he leaves her in the room and he goes to call the police and then he um uses a hotel f- phone and he like tries to call the operator but then he keeps getting this message that says um we can't fulfill your call right now or something and like that and that's Jamie Lee Curtis saying that right and the voice on the phone is Jamie Lee Curtis also we didn't mention this before but um there's an earlier scene in a bar where like they keep flipping channels um and there's a commercial for on halloween night they're gonna play the movie halloween oh yeah and then right after that is the uh giveaway so the movie halloween exists in this universe i that's like one of my favorite parts about the movie i love it when movies like show other movies yeah me too but it's really really cool when it's like within the same like universe i bet halloween is one of the like i wonder how many times halloween has been shown in another movie yeah it's in scream too it's one of them it's they watch the movie it's it's in a lot of movies where'd molly go she said she'll be back in a minute we can probably keep going um what what happens next uh Oh, yeah, they're trying to escape, and then he can't call the police, so he just goes back to his room, and the girl is gone. Um, And he's like, then he has to go find Cochran, and he's like, where's the girl? Where is she? Literally the Batman line. He sneaks into the factory, and then he finds, like, he opens a door, and there's, like, this older woman sitting in a rocking chair. Oh, yeah. Sewing or something, and he, like, goes up to this woman and is like, where's the girl? Where is she? Where is she? <laughs> and then he like shakes the woman. shakes the woman, and her head falls off. And it turns out she's a robot, and you can see the little clockwork yeah. underneath her. And then like Cochran shows up and is like, "Well, he gets chased by a guy." Oh yeah, and then he and runs he Cochran. fights the guy, and, then and he, he punches the, the guy um, in the stomach, and then like the guy's stomach is full of this like egg yolk looking stuff like and the egg yolk stuff like comes out of his mouth and then like uh daniel like grabs inside the chest and pulls out like a bunch of wires and he's like oh it's a robot i mean he doesn't say that but basically (laughs) that's what he's we get the feeling that's what he was thinking and then two other guys walk in and cochran comes in and he's like and so cochran explains that that old lady was a german classic made in munich he doesn't really have anything to do with anything but um and then like he kind of explains that everyone that's in the that he brought to the town was a robot yeah they're all robots um and also he reveals that he knows dr chalice is he knows his real identity (gasps) what yeah (laughs) and then um so then he reveals his whole speech oh and so this is when we learn about stonehenge right and they walk by and it's just this casual reveal of like hey yeah we stole that you wouldn't believe how we did it and then that's how they leave it <laughs> right that part had my favorite line from the entire movie which was when cochran says well you know what they say a good magician never explains which is not what they say 
not catch that. <laughs> yeah. And then and they use that as an excuse to not explain. Right. And then he basically says that like So what's happening with Stonehenge, uh it's well, it's one of the stones from Stonehenge. Yeah, he has one. Um and he says like it took a lot of trouble, but we're not gonna tell you. Uh and there's guys like guys in white lab coats in this room. Um, they're chipping at the Stonehenge and like getting like blocks of it. And then he walks up to another counter with three men, um, who are like, like crushing the blocks of Stonehenge into like smaller pieces and putting them on the tags for the mask, the silver shamrock tags. And then he, Cochran basically is like, yeah, it has these like magical properties, yeah and that's even it. a particle even says. yeah he's like even a particle and then like what a particle of what what does the particle do yeah. what are these properties like what are they he for? like grabs a little stonehenge Nothing. dust and then puts it on one of the tags and he's like now it's prepared like they don't do any sort of like they, they don't even make an attempt it's almost like they were like you know what fuck it like they're gonna take whatever we give them it's ancient magic from stonehenge <laughs> like okay, can i ask something that it might make me sound stupid yeah where's stonehenge in britain in england that's what i thought okay so it's relatively close to ireland yeah why do the irish people have the properties or magical properties of stonehenge well so i i believe that there are theories that stonehenge was made by druids oh um, and i think like celtic druids were that makes sense and okay. there's also like the the stones the actual like based on like the material composition or whatever they figured out that the stones are from like far away like farther away than you'd expect Hmm. Um, so like nobody still knows like how it was built, but, um, I, they're probably, I, I'm just guessing they're probably from like a place in Ireland. Stones. Okay. I don't know. So that makes so, sense. I... Go ahead. I was just saying, no. Okay. That clicks why the Irish people are using Stonehenge for their evil plans. Yeah. I was going to say, should we just abandon this podcast and make a, like a Stonehenge truther? Yes. Joe? Yes. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> we unravel the mysteries. Let's I'm go investigate. That's what it's got to come to at a certain point. We'll go live out there for a while. We'll like sniff the dirt, figure out what the trails were. We got this. <laughs> Hell yeah! So then you will hear. Sorry. No, you go ahead. I was going to move on, so go ahead. And then you'll go. We're about to talk to John. <laughs> you'll go to be a guy that knows the history of Stonehenge. <laughs> oh my god, can we do a crossover episode with the Stonehenge and the charcuterie, charcuterie podcast? Charcuterie, yeah. I feel like that would be really interesting. We and make... then we get to eat a charcuterie board off of the Stonehenge rocks themselves. So, like, on top of it? Oh, and the design of the charcuterie board, of course, is going to be little pieces of cheese stacked like Stonehenge. <laughs> oh my god. We I got need it. everyone who lives in Ohio to know that in Dublin, um, there's like this giant field of like cement, concrete, corn sculptures, and yeah. it's called like Cornhenge. Yeah. Oh, wow, I've, I've never, never seen, seen it, seen but it. I've seen really? it on the internet. People talk about it, and I was like, I live so close to this, yet I have never gone and seen it. <laughs> it's excellent. When our cousins went, visit, Emily and I want to go to Dublin. Maybe I'll make that a, a stop. Go to <laughs> Cornhenge. We'll go to Cornhenge. I'll say it. 
I'm not the biggest fan of Dublin. Oh, I I don't like, like Dublin. The town in Ohio. Dublin, but, Ohio. Cornhenge. Um, Cornhenge fucking slaps. It's like everything <laughs> you expect it to be, and it like no more, no less. I'll take him to see Cornhenge, and then we'll head downtown and go see the deer statues. Ah, uh, yes. And then that's a complete <laughs> Ohio <Cornhenge> experience. experience. <laughs> Anyways, oh okay, so. Then, okay, so now is the point where you're like, oh, the movie's going to wrap up pretty quickly. <laughs> and it doesn't. <laughs> um, so whatever his name is, Cochran. Cochran's like, okay, let's do a test or like, yeah, a test basically. And um, we see that the family, <laughs> Buddy's family. The annoying uh, people. They, they get ushered into. Huh? A little detail here, because I think this is important for the audience to know, because the writers spent a lot of time on it. The names <laughs> of the family members yes. are Buddy Cupfer, Little Buddy Cupfer, and Betty Cupfer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. I did not realize. I knew that the it was Little Buddy. Little Buddy. They said, but I didn't realize her name was Betty. <laughs> a lot creative wow. there. Thanks, guys. Yeah, they get ushered into this room that's set up like a normal living room and there's a little curtain and the uh, wife goes up, Betty goes up to the curtain and opens it and it's there's no window there. It's just the wall. Um, and the people who brought them in are like, oh, Cochran's going to be here in a second. And they leave them and lock the and door. they give the dad a pen and paper. <laughs> right. Because they think he's going to be and reviewing. give a mouse a cookie. <laughs> I think he's... Oh. He he thinks that he's supposed to be reviewing a commercial or something. Yeah, something like that. But and so have you ever done um those like econ and medical experiments at Ohio State? I've done economics experiments, yeah. I had to be in a I've bunch a of communication of ones. Exactly like what this is. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like this kid put on a mask and died right in front of me. It was oh. really upsetting. <laughs> I'm mad. I didn't sign up for that one. I had one where... All um, in the name of the Ohio State University research. So he died an honorable death. Yes. I had one where it would just pop up with two different snacks and ask me which one I would rather have. And then I just kept going. Oh my god, I did that one too. Yeah, and then at the end, you get one of the... Five or so years ago? Yeah, 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 it would have been. Did you get a snack? You get one of the snacks that you picked at the end. But you could... There was a way to lose, I think. One time, I participated like, there was, in a... Was there money involved in that one, too? You, I mean, you get money because, like, they have to give you money. So we got money and we got a snack as well. I never got paid. It, to graduate I with the... I remember the stakes for that one. To graduate with a degree in communication, either. you have to participate in so many studies. And it's, you just get credit. You don't get paid for any of it. Yeah, the psych, psych um, yeah. department does that, too. But economics, for some reason, they have to give money. <laughs> I participated in one awesome. where well, you were in an online chat room and you all of a sudden start suddenly the other people that were in the chat room with you started bullying one of the other people and they were testing to see if you would interfere. But it's so obvious that it's like a fake. staged bullying <laughs> that you're like, I guess I'll interfere to show them that I am would. a good person. Yeah, yeah. And so I and then did John Quinones walk out. <laughs> from around the corner and say good for you <laughs> yes that's exactly what happened but i remember being like oh maybe let up on the guy 
<laughs> and then I left and I was like, this was awful. Thanks. Bye. I think like at the end you reviewed it and I was like, y'all, this was not like, this was suspicious. Like I knew what was going on. Right. Anyways, that was my fun. One time I got, I, I got credit to watch, uh, red man and method man's show that they had oh nice <laughs> i just watched an episode and i watched an episode of private practice once and reviewed how it made me if it made me want to vaccinate my children <laughs> anyway <laughs> sorry i could talk about all the weird studies i've been a part of <laughs> go ahead <laughs> so they're watching the commercial yeah the commercial comes on the tv um and the kid is just like sitting right in front of it and the mom's like don't be right in front of it you'll like burn your eyes or something um and so uh meanwhile in the lab uh tom adkins is being like held by the the robots and they're watching on cameras watching this experiment uh anyway uh it's basically oh they do the jingle and then and the dad's like oh i've seen this one yeah and then they're like gather around kids put your masks on and gather around for the big giveaway and watch this pumpkin and then it starts flashing a pumpkin and the mom is cackling as this is going she thinks it's like so funny (laughs) that the kid like loves to watch the commercial i don't understand why but she she goes from like cackling to crying real quick obviously but like I don't know why she's laughing so hard as this is going on. Anyways, that's oh, just something oh, that bothers oh, me. I read about this. Um, she's a bad actress. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was I, I was feeling like maybe that was it, but wasn't sure. So yeah, so the the commercial starts and like And it's just a flashing pumpkin and yeah. what I don't get is like is no one does no one care that it's just a flashing pumpkin that well first of all could cause epileptic seizures with no warning of course well, but also something it's the worse 80s. happens so. well um but then um like my first thought would be if i saw a flashing pumpkin on the screen like on a broadcast my first thought would be oh they're trying to hypnotize people i would think that as well yes so like i don't know it's just weird that all the kids are just staring at this and the parents are oh this is cool a flashing pumpkin but very quickly the kid that's being tested on he like grabs his head as if like he has a headache and then his head melts and then bugs come out of it maggots and then snakes come and out. And then a fucking snake comes out of it. Yeah. And then the parents like freak out. And then the I mom think faints. They both faint. <laughs> no, the mom faints. And then the dad is like in the room. Like he sees the snakes and then he runs away from the snakes. And the, one of the snakes bites oh, him. Oh, it bites him. And then okay. that's when he passes out. Fellas, uh, you ever get bit by a snake that came from that your came son's from head? came from your son's head, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then Tom Atkins is like disgusted can't believe it and then they lock him up to watch the broadcast of halloween and right. they they handcuff him to a chair or something like that and then they put the a skeleton mask on him because when the ad comes on it's gonna they're planning for it to kill him too right and then it cuts to like we get a little montage of montage montage of the of people on their halloween like wearing all these masks having a lot of fun dayton ohio yeah dayton ohio is one of them and like these shamrock silver shamrock trucks are driving around being like remember kids make sure to be home by 8 p.m to watch the freaking giveaway and it cuts to the doctor lady who has been doing the autopsy 
and she is staring at like this little like little propeller clockwork thing and she calls uh daniel um and but can't reach him he's not at the hotel um and then she calls like another coworker, and she's like yeah this doesn't look like a car part i don't know what it is are you sure um could you come take a look at this or something um and then she notices something and we don't really see what she notices and then um oh <laughs> while she's on the phone this whole time uh like there's an there's a shot where it's an angle of like part of the screen is on her and then part of the screen is um showing the other side of the uh, a door mm-hmm. where a man walks in and it's one of these like robot men um and she she like notices something and then calls uh, a number and there's like i need to speak to the sheriff and then she gets hit by the man and like knocked out and like killed yeah and he takes a drill into yes. her fucking ear yeah and kills her oh yeah they went for the gore i hate that yeah i hate that like kills with like saws and like in power tools and drills and stuff because like it just seems like much worse also she didn't deserve that right she was such a good lady yeah also, she was horny for this too, too. Yeah, he promised to take her out to some dinners and shit, and she was like, mm-hmm. And he's like, what? They didn't show this in the movie, but her dad had died a <laughs> <laughs> It's like every time you just get, I don't expect it. Man, maybe the ex-wife's dad needs to die, and then she'll be fine. <laughs> it would fix all their problems. It would fix yeah tom knows what he can do now (laughs) (laughs) so so she dies and then come back to the factory and good old tom in the room somehow gets the mask off he well he like is like cutting the he's like taped his hands are taped together and he's tied this chair and then he's like cutting the tape with I don't know. I don't remember exactly what he's using to cut the tape off. But he got through it. But he cuts it off and then like tears the mask off and throws it. And it perfectly lands on the camera on that's a, watching him. Yeah. Just to show you how cool of a guy this is. Not only has he been like seducing Banging women his left way and through right town. all throughout the movie, <laughs> he has one shot to make like this artful toss and he hits it. Yep. <laughs> perfect and so then he escapes he escapes through like a vent yeah you know your classic giant vent big enough to hold a 48 year old man oh my god he's the imposter yo (laughs) he can vent (laughs) so i don't remember what happens now uh well Um, he, he crawls through the vents and then he like pulls up an admin fails card swipe because he's an imposter and then he like takes out cyan and then everyone's like oh my god red sus and he's like right. nah, nah, nah. i'm just trying to solve this weird stonehenge witch plot which we'll get to yeah. and he does um he <laughs> um, finds ali at some point right well so he goes he escapes and then he finds like a phone um and he's disappeared from the cameras it, there's it's cutting back and forth with the lab room where cochran is looking at the video cameras but um he finds a phone and calls his wife and tells his wife and she bitches him out yeah get the mask throw the masks like, away the mask. yeah throw him away get him out of there she escalated that fight like way more than it needed <laughs> she was dead you're just jealous because our kids love me more than <laughs> <you."> <laughs> that is her line 
just want to know the, the, the dude who like one of the dudes who wrote this did they just recently go through something because you like, have to assume who writes an ex-wife like that? <laughs> <laughs> she's just a straight up bitch every time he calls her she just immediately is like angry and multiple times he's trying to save their children <laughs> and she's like no fuck you right oh it cracks me up <laughs> um oh, well he gives up he tries calling someone else but then like hears something and then hangs up the phone and runs away and then he gets to ellie and finds her and like she's in a room like lying on a table he like That's saves suspicious. her and they sneak into the lab room uh, they they hide behind this rack of masks and then like roll it across the room like without anyone noticing <laughs> there's a shot it's pretty funny um but he sneaks up he sneaks into the like control area where they're like broadcasting from and presses a bunch of buttons <laughs> and the the um the commercial starts playing on the TVs in the room uh, where all like where Cochrane and all the like henchmen are. Yeah. Like the lab where Stonehenge is. Yeah, they just perp- like conveniently have a perfect circle of televisions <laughs> around them. Right. <laughs> and then him and Ellie take a box of the um the tags, the tags yeah. and they like dump them over. <laughs> they, they climb into the rafters somehow. And I they, guess this is also a theater yeah, part time. And they dump them in over all the henchmen and then at like all at once they all get zapped and right. like killed. So so but not the, Cochrane. The thing is playing and uh the the little tags start like sparking, I guess, and then <laughs> all the robots get zapped and da- and like just yeah. stop working because they, they get fried they goo they goose yeah the yellow goop the yellow yolk and stuff then, comes out then like all this <laughs> cochran looks up and realizes that like it was them and then like all the screens get this like or like this circle of like electricity lasers yeah like, lasers connects between them in a perfect circle a and perfect then circle of stonehenge lights up stonehenge gets activated and then from the circle <laughs> and from stonehenge a laser beams onto cochran and ices him i don't he turns into stone he yeah it like cuts back to him and he's like he looks like he's made out of chalk yeah it's weird he's and all he, like, white and weird it's it's not clear what happens. He like kind of gives them like a ah you got me and then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dies and then disappears. Um but before this when they're tying uh Tom Atkins up we skipped over a little thing where um he asks Cochran why are you doing this and Cochran's like um do I need a reason? <laughs> and then he's like it's well the new millennium motives no, are obsolete. Yeah. <laughs> oh get out. Packing up Randy from Scream 1996 directed by Wes Craven. Um he, he uh he says he first says, "Oh, um 
buddy was right i do like jokes this is the best joke i'm gonna <laughs> trick people into like killing their kids um but, but when, then, it's like a sacrifice like a, yeah, a, a witch sacrifice but then it turns out he's irish and then he's just mad that everyone's appropriating halloween because <laughs> yeah. in his time in his culture it's like a sacred night where they have to fight witches and shit um, and sacrifice children and animals and he mentioned something about um this is the right time because the planets are in alignment. Yeah. Just throws that one out there. <laughs> Doesn't really... I don't really understand what that was for. But anyways, so fast forward, they kill Cochran, and they escape. They escape. And the, so they're driving. And But like the, there's still the problem of the broadcast is still going to go out. So they they didn't stop that. the broadcast. And so he's like, how are we going to do this? And... She doesn't respond. She just stares straight ahead. And he's like, hey, yo, what's, what, are you okay? And then... She chokes him. She chokes him because she was a robot. How long has she been a robot? So he drives, like, off the road and, like, crashes into a tree and escapes the car. Like, gets out of the car. And then, like, comically fights her robot self. Yeah, well, and, like, her hand gets disconnected and he hand, fights the hand. Yeah. Very, uh, all, uh, evil dead. Her hand gets stuck, um, like, in the car and she escapes with one hand. And then he grabs a crowbar out of the trunk and, like, he hits her head with the crowbar and her head pops off and then um and then like she falls down and then he goes back in the car and then the hand attacks him and starts choking him just like evil dead which we've been doing <laughs> this month and then he like throws away the hand and then the body gets up and starts attacking him again and then he like attacks the body back and then escapes and he makes it to this gas station from the beginning the same <laughs> gas station. Hold on. Thank you. Um, the attendant remembers him from the beginning because the attendant had brought in the dad that died. Yeah. And it kills me because when he brings him in, he's like, I was always told to be a good guy and help when people are killed. Right. Because <laughs> like you never know when you're going to need help yourself. Unless unless it's weird. And then you, I don't know. The guy goes into a weird monologue <laughs> at the beginning and it kills me. But anyways, he goes to the same gas station and the guy is like watching TV and handing out candy to the kids. And Tom Atkins is freaking out calling the news we don't know who he calls he just calls in the charge number. of all the all the local networks and he's like you gotta turn mm -hmm. i will say that kind of makes sense because only six companies own however much of our entertainment <laughs> so probably not that well, far off back company it really genuinely was like just three <laughs> channels because it was like you know you used rabbit ears you didn't have cable yeah um and he like he's like yo uh turn off this thing like something bad's gonna happen i don't have proof you just gotta believe me you can do it just do this to take this risk on me um and imagine that now you'd have to call cable networks pbs netflix shutter and also Hulu, like you Amazon know prime to be quibi and and you're calling these Movie. cable networks and you you know you're going to be like on hold for 5 hours. You got to plan ahead for all of that. It's just going to be And they won't even pain. cancel Everyone your subscription. Call a network head like we'd be doing it, bro. <laughs> 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 oh no. Um but uh the the commercial the bra the giveaway starts playing and uh it starts but then it like gets interrupted on the first channel 
and it's like uh we are interrupting that we are having like trouble with this transmission and then they go to the next channel and then it also gets interrupted on that channel go to the third channel and it's still playing and then he's like no stop it on the it's still playing on the tr- third channel stop it stop it stop it and then cut to credits <laughs> And, and this is the part in the movie where Elijah was like, and that's how it ended. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's it. That's the movie. Yeah. So, Elijah, how do you feel about this? Having seen no other really Halloween movies and um, not really knowing anything about this one. I really liked it. And I think it's because I don't have anything to compare it to that was better. for me it seemed really original and like well thought out i was like yeah they like thought about the character's motives slightly you know like the sets are cool that was my takeaway i feel like i'm giving it credit for all of the references to the halloween movies that i've seen in later iterations but right um, so and it, it was i i saw i saw stranger things and it seemed very similar to that and i'm sure that they stole pretty heavily from john carpenter probably yeah i like what you said about understanding simpsons references yeah well so the scene where they're watching the family in that side room before they die is referenced in the simpsons episode where like mr burns uh is trying to recruit an heir and uh, he picks bart and then he's like trying to convince bart that his family doesn't love him so they have him with like that television set up and then his like fake actor family saying that they don't love him. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! I got really excited to see that. Right. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Not that your average person wouldn't. I mean, this is a fun movie, I guess. It's great. Oh, it's so much fun. I think what bothers me is that it it really lacks a, a sense of like dread. You know, like. At no point in this movie can I even consider it horror other than, like, maybe looking at the one shot of that, like, face after the woman gets shot with a laser. Like, other than that, everything else, I'm like, this is fucking hilarious. (laughs) Like. Yeah, it has some cool deaths, I think. Like, the, the head getting pulled off is really fun. Like, I love that scene. Molly mentioned it has great pyrotechnics. Tech. Fire yeah. effects, fire. yeah. <laughs> Good fire stunts, great effects. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. I think this movie fucking rules. I I, so I love weird. it too. I mean, I love this movie. It's fucking amazing. But I just think that it I think could be scarier. Oh yeah, it's not scary. It's just like fun, and it, it feels more like a mystery. Like there's a right. hijink, hijinks over at the factory that they need to sort out. Yeah, and that's like most. Which I I think is like great. I love that. I also I was gonna say it earlier, but I forgot. Um, I really like that this movie popularizes automatons, which is one of my favorite words. (laughs) The whole time we were watching it, I was thinking like, "That's an automaton. That's an automaton." And I was like, "We just don't say that word enough." I'm trying to bring it back into popular vernacular. We really don't. I think you should use it in wildly inappropriate context. Can you give me an example? What would that look like? Like you're, you've got um, 
um, some shit. What is it called? Like sh- shootery? Shottery? Shakootery. Shootery. Yeah, just be like, hmm, this, this deli meat is very automatonic. <laughs> <laughs> and then say oh nothing God. else about it. <laughs> Shakootery boards, the automaton's food. <laughs> All right, I guess that's the new wave. So yeah, no, I like that because they are honest to God automatons, bro. Right, they, they are. are the little woman doing her craft. That's an automaton. It really that's is. That's what I like to see. Toy people, big, real size toy people. Right. I thought it was really cute that Cochrane programmed the robots to sneeze. Like that's just a little touch that you don't think of. And he he points it out too. He's like, "See how good they are." <laughs> Pats himself on the back. Right. How? So I don't remember. Um, I watched this movie for the first time a long time ago. Uh, but Elijah, like, how quickly did you figure out that they were robots? Oh, you know, I think. Um, it wasn't until he pulled out like the skeleton during the scene where oh you know when he fights about? and then like the yoke comes out yeah, and the yoke comes out that's funny. yeah yeah because like, I, I, after that i realized that they were robots right i don't remember if like i figured it out earlier than that but like i don't think when I you did. when you rewatch it knowing that they're robots it's like it's very obvious so i was wondering if if like that works the first time i think i think when you're watching it the first time it just feels like you're watching like cult people you know like brainwashed people basically they all have like very blank faces and they don't really yeah even like the workers in the um when they go ask about the order that's missing they seemed like a little off too but also yeah Yeah. it it feels like a cult i guess the first time you watch it I thought maybe they were just bad at acting to the earlier point. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also very likely in this kind of movie. <laughs> um, know, how does this compare to the other Halloween movies for you? Well, the other Halloween movies are like, they're like slashers. So you, and also Michael Myers is just like genuinely creepy to watch. Um, in most situations he just moves in such a way that it's very frightening to me so like i they're scarier and like don't get me wrong there's some silly moments and stuff i'm sure but i've only seen you know what i said i saw but like the first halloween is haunting oh well the first halloween we saw the remake also i we forgot to point out we did see the recent remake and i have seen the rob zombie one and i fucking hate it but um like you've seen what the rob zombie oh the rob zombie one oh um, they're scarier because I think they created such a terrifying like villain right. in those that like just watching him do anything is very like unsettling. I always talk about this dream that I used to have when I was younger, where Ghostface from Scream was like trying to kill me, and I that would be my nightmare is that Ghostface is killing me. But then I've become such a fan of Ghostface that it doesn't really it's not even anything. And like in my adult years, if I have a nightmare, it's because Michael Myers is stalking me and i'm at my grandma's house and he has just killed my grandma (laughs) every single time like there's something about him that is just like terrifying to me so i think that's why this one 
I love this movie, but like, there's just it's like lesser because it's, it just lacks that like terrifying dread that I sense with the mm. other ones. Right. This is like not. I, I wouldn't even say it's like that comparable as a movie no, to the other um, Halloween movies, not. at least the ones I've seen. It truly is apples and oranges. I really like the first Halloween. Um, I know like a lot of like if if you're not really into horror, I know a lot of people like that. Um, who don't like it and think it's like not scary and like boring. It's terrifying. But I I really like the first Halloween. Um, that fucker, he just stands there. Yeah, he's great. He's a great villain. Um, and then uh, we've also seen the 2018 one, which is like you don't need to watch the other ones because it it's basically just a sequel to the first one. Yeah, they kind of erase everything that happened. Um, and that one I also really liked. It was really good. That one I enjoyed. Um, but yeah, so this, this is just like this, I mean, it's, it's like, like the Cloverfield effect where they like, it, it feels like they just picked a, another, um, script, a random script, and then just decided to name it a Halloween sequel. A part of me wishes they had done the whole anthology thing. Cause that like really hadn't been done before. And I don't think it really has been done since except in like TV shows. Yeah. It'd be yeah. Cool if a movie series like attempted that. If anyone could pull it off too, it would have been Carpenter, but like this really wasn't like his movie. You I know? just don't get it. Cause like it, it, it's kind of like, it makes sense for like, like the Cornetto trilogy where all three are different movies. Um, but they're like a trilogy because they're thematically similar and like they use the same team of people. Yeah. But um, this, it's just like odd to me to do a movie, a direct sequel to the first movie, and then decide to go for anthology in the starting with the third one. Were they gonna do like two? You know? Yeah. And, like, and boom, boom, this yeah. movie does kind of like leave the ending open ended, so yeah. they probably could have done a sequel to this like this story um but <laughs> they just you decided know, to go back after seeing it like we don't we don't need a sequel like, <laughs> this was 100 percent good <laughs> well yeah it, it like performed really badly at the box office so why. lost a lot of money that's, that's a shame Ugh. i would i would i mean I'm if they did like if they did a, a modern reboot of this Halloween three two, <laughs> um, I I would kind of be interested in that. If we see like the aftermath of only, what happened, only if they call it Halloween three two, Halloween three the second one. <laughs> That's great. Well, I guess John Carpenter did. T- I mean, he did make a trilogy, so he did make his dreams come true. What do you mean? Well, he has a trilogy. He has the. Uh, the thing. Oh, the apocalypse! The apocalypse trilogy. trilogy. Yeah, he made his he made his trilogy. Yeah, and that also that's not really a trilogy. It's just like thematically Thematic, a th- yeah. trilogy. But I just it just clicked in my director. head that he has like that thing, same thing. Anyways, but I I would love to see a sequel. I would love to see something that's when is this set? The eighties. Eighties. Yeah. I would love to see something that's like Ooh. thirty years, forty years later, and it's like after a bunch of kids died, how they handled so it. So you think like the final channel survived? So, so in theory, not all kids were watching it because not all the channels aired it. So only a large portion of the kids died. Yeah. So it's dealing with that, Molly. I looked it up because I was curious. Um, this movie was made in nineteen. It well, it was released in nineteen eighty two, but Ronald Reagan was elected in nineteen eighty one. 
I thought that was neat. Huh. Like, huh. it, like, provides a lot of context for, like, what people were thinking about, like, the economy and yeah. like, stuff like that at the time and, like, corporations. And Ronald mm. Reagan made it so you can advertise, advertise to the children. Kids. Yeah, that's yeah. his fault. Um, so what we'll do is we'll make the sequel, talk about the aftermath, and blame Reagan. Blame Reagan. <laughs> and that's that's all you need. And then it's an alternative history where... <laughs> And then it's just I a bunch. Coke never happened. <laughs> what? I think the sequel could be like the same premise, but instead of them watching the Halloween sequence, it's just the first presidential debate, and like everyone's head. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone turned into snakes after the <laughs> Biden versus Trump first presidential debate. God. That'd be a fun parody to make. I feel like somebody should make that parody. That'd be good. It'd be for, very niche. But yeah. those people who get it really would like it. Um, uh, do we want to try to figure out what the the like evil plot was? What do you mean, like, like what was the what was the goal? To massacre children as payback for appropriation, I guess. I, I don't but know. But I thought that he was. I was like obsessed with Sawin, which like fair. Yeah, but I, don't piss on people enjoying commercial Halloween. Like that's its own thing. I thought that's, that he was you know, trying like to get like power. Like I thought that the point of his sacrifice was like so that the kids would die and like he would get his witchly powers. But I guess not. Yeah, I don't know. Also, what's up with the poster? Where did that pumpkin witch looking thing go? I don't. That was random, but I thought um, that that would show up at some point, and it doesn't. So, what if the sequel is this was supposed to be a like sacrifice type thing, but then it only partly went through, so the evil spirits are now angry because the sacrifice wasn't completed, and they come back, they and come the back aftermath of that comes. Yeah, the so- Sawin aftermath. Let's write it. Also, what's the tie? Like, I guess was Stonehenge part of an original ceremony? Oh, that's probably this? like where they did the sacrifice. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Maybe, maybe. Wasn't he like immortal? How? Who? What? Wasn't the guy? I can't remember his Cochran. Wasn't he like old? Like, isn't he like? I don't. Super, I, I thought don't he. Know. I don't know. Maybe not. I thought he was kind of an immortal figure because they kept talking about how he made stuff from, like, their childhood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The guy was saying, like, yes, his toys were popular when that guy was a kid, so. Huh. I don't know. I'm just thinking about how different of a movie this would be if it was, like, actually set in England and then the final showdown took place at actual Stonehenge. If this was just a British movie. That would be badass. making me, like, chuckle. (laughs) Yeah. And then I think that uh, Daniel should have been Sean Connery. And then it would make sense that people wanted to sleep with him. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's true. I feel like that guy—that's James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what they were going for. Maybe Tom Atkins was like their response, and they were like, "This is basically the same guy, right?" Yeah, yeah he has like a discount Tom Selleck. I was yes. just yeah, gonna say he looks like Tom, Tom Selleck, Selleck, but not really. Right, and they're both named Tom. Wow, it's it's weird. Yeah, this guy is like some sort of sex symbol but this guy fucks it doesn't make sense <laughs> like it just i just don't get it <laughs> john carpenter really know. saw something really saw something in this guy yeah 
Yeah. Put a lot of faith in like everyone finding him to be like super hot. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> what else is this guy in? He's in the so, My Bloody Valentine remake. <laughs> in the I remake? Feel like, yes. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like Tom Atkins. I feel like John Carpenter probably thinks Tom Atkins looks somewhat similar to him, like in his mind's eye. And so he's just trying to live out some fantasies. Maybe. Oh my God. He's but casting him to just do what he wishes. I don't know. They don't really look that alike. They got mustaches. They both have mustaches, but other than that, not really. Maybe John Carpenter wishes he looked like Tom Atkins. That's you ever like, look at a celebrity that's like unquestionably more attractive than you and think like, I kind of look like that person. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I see that. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a Tom isn't like hideous. He's not like, I wouldn't say he's like really ugly. He's just like not as hot as this movie's trying to tell us he is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's also in Night of the Creeps. Did we see Night and of the Creeps? I we did we not see Night of yet. the Creeps, but he's in um, Creep Show. He's in the prologue and epilogue of Creep Show. Oh. I guess he's just Wait, the dad. Who's he in Creep Show? I think he's is like he the, the, dad? the kid's dad at the beginning and the end. No. Oh, you know what? Yeah, he definitely is. Yeah, and he's in Escape from New York, but I don't remember what he is in that, what he does. Elijah, if you want to watch something just like bonkers, Creep Show is a great anthology. It's movie a work of with, art. Like, a bunch of really awesome like shorts, and Ted Danson is in one of them. And it's yeah. awesome. The Ted oh. Danson one is so good. It's, it's really good. You know what I really liked was um, the Suspiria by Suspiria uh, Dario Argento. Yeah. I haven't we haven't seen watched the it. We've been meaning to watch it for uh, so long. Oh my god, so fucking good! I just watched that like this past like month or so. We watched the uh, remake, Blech. but didn't really like it. But I I yeah. really want to watch the original. Well, it's for free. It's free on like Tolby or something. Oh, we have right. it. We, we just we, haven't watched. We it. have it. We haven't oh. watched it. We haven't gotten around to it. I've seen um. The only Dario Argento movie I've seen is The Bird with the Crystal Plumage. Mwah! Which Chef's is kiss. which is a lot. Mwah! It's it's great. Yeah. Um but I'm gonna watch that soon. Yeah. Yeah, I I really want to watch the sphere. Yeah. Tom Atkins was a feature player in Xena Warrior Princess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm on I his IMDb. I think that the woman from this movie looks like Jessica Harper who's in Suspiria. Oh yeah. It kind of throws me. Does kind of look like her. Yeah. Yeah. It all ties together. She's also in one of my favorite movies called Phantom of the Paradise, which is just a perfect film. Oh, didn't know that. Right. Yeah. Should we uh, get into our segments? We've been going for a while. Sure. Yeah, probably. Let's let's stop talking oh, about wow. other separate movies that we like. <laughs> um. So, uh, what's our first segment? What would you do? Yeah. You want to do it, Molly? What would you do if it were you in this movie? And so, Elijah, this is a segment where we reflect on if which character do we relate to the most, and also if we ourselves were put in the situation of this movie, like what would happen? Like what would shake out? And most of the time, the answer is die. But sometimes, it's yeah. Not. But <laughs> sometimes we get a little crafty. Um, I think I would be the uh, other doctor. Um, who's doing the autopsy? Oh yeah, that makes I sense. feel like that is my. She kind of has the same energy as me. 
Um, and in that case, I'd I'd probably just die the same way, <laughs> getting like drilled through the head. I guess I relate to Ellie. Cause like I have a dead parent, so like there's that, and then also if I ran into a very hot older man, I would probably follow him to a factory town. <laughs> I could see it happening with me. I can't say something like that hasn't partially happened before. I'm just kidding, but <laughs> <laughs> I could see it happen. <laughs> I was gonna say I also relate to Ellie. Um, I don't have a dead parent, but um. Older men are good looking, you know. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I don't get Tom Atkins specifically, but right. like the general aura. Give me a um it's like absolutely there. I don't know who's a hot old guy. Who's a old guy that I think give me a Kurt Russell. Yeah. Ooh. I'll follow that guy Kurt anywhere. Russell. <laughs> Kurt Russell's hot. Kurt Russell's so hot. Anyways. Um, <laughs> and Kurt Russell hair. also John Carpenter's muse. So that works. Yeah, but he was, like, much younger. He was, like, in his 30s. He's still hot. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, like, that makes sense for a John Carpenter, like, sex symbol. Yeah. Because he was, like, a younger yeah. man. Like, a, a and he looks good in an eye be, patch. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's just me talking about Kurt Russell now. But, yeah, I relate to Ellie. And so does Molly. I, I know this might be concerning. I, I relate the most to Cochran. <laughs> I kind of get it. I would have, yeah. I would have and I don't think I would have revealed my plans to Daniel. I would have, like a good magician, not explained anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Felt the coward. Would you? Would you just like walk him in, and you wouldn't even show him the experiment and like creep him out? I, I would I might I might do that bit, but I I you know just for I think you I, would just, I wouldn't have had such a well ventilated right um, closet. Yeah, <laughs> you'd lock him in like a torture basement with like no escape. Maybe maybe not have a circle of TVs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no circle of TVs. I, I'm I'm not a fan of the open office concept. We'd have separate cubicles for our staff. My there adult. we go. <laughs> Oh my god! So you're a Cochran, but a better businessman. I think so. I'd, a be, more I'd be a more effectual Cochran. Yeah. There we go. I like that. So, do you see yourself surviving? Ooh, yeah. I could yeah, survive this course. easy. Hundred percent. Ellie right. doesn't, but I, I definitely could. Oh, come on. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm gonna say no because the second the masks could come out, I'd be like, oh my god, I'm gonna put one on. <laughs> and I wouldn't fucking take it off. And then you know, the theme song would come on because I'd, I'd be watching Halloween at home and I'd be like, all right. You'd be like, hey, my day's so <laughs> okay. like, no fucking for me. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. That's you... just like, and, uh, that would work on me now, having seen this movie. <laughs> like, it would still work. You'd be like, oh my God, I hope this is. <laughs> so, Samantha, if you escape, would you be oh able my... to stop the broadcast? Um. No. No, you just escape and then like let it happen. I would call <laughs> who would I call in such an emergency? Who's Ghostbusters? One time I called Drew Barrymore. I could probably get her number. That would Wait, probably Wait, you called Drew Barrymore? I did. I got her office answer? phone number and I called her and I left her a voicemail asking for an internship. <laughs> 
it was a long time ago. She has a production company, and I I called her direct line. But anyways, uh, that's about as uh, high up. But I feel like she's got some pull. So I feel like I would get on <laughs> and to the operator say i want to kill the president and i'm sure like i'd get some federal agents to talk to me pretty quickly after that you know yeah but that's assuming they don't like kill you well no well i mean yeah maybe it (laughs) wouldn't be like that much but like you you'd have to like get there because there's no way you're saying i want a i have a complaint or like no one's gonna listen to you if you're not like dangerous yeah yeah that's know? true that's true like it, it you need to get their attention somehow you, it's like how in that one movie denzel washington um holds a hospital hostage so they'll replace his son's heart you know what i'm talking about yeah it's like that you gotta escalate it to get the smaller thing because the only people who'd be able to actually turn off all three channels is the government yeah that's true because like you're not reaching one single channel at a time i mean at this point you just got to get into disney's here and you'll handle right. a lot of them <laughs> but not all but many just call uh what's his name eisner hey eisner uh pull some strings here but or no bob Iger. 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 well he's gone now right he he like he qu- he quit right before corona or something <laughs> really that's funny yeah he, he like, probably knew it was down coming his, yeah I think they did because like there was like a released like it was revealed that like some people got warned like the the White House like warned like business people about it before it was like it became like a actual thing. If only Tom Atkins could have been on that list of people (laughs) and he could have warned them about this. Yeah. But no. Yeah. I would not be able to prevent it. But I would live. Fuck them kids. Right. Okay, what's next? What's the next segment? Um, um what the fuck villain is villain ranking? Oh yes, Cochrane. Yeah. How do you spell Cochrane? C O C H R A N. There we go. Yeah, so in this segment we we're comparing the villain in this movie to other movies that we've seen. So I guess for Elijah you can just like compare how do you rate um Cochrane compared to like other horror movie villains that you've seen? Just in general. Dude, Toy Story 2 had a better villain. <laughs> yes, the, the Prospector. Right, the Prospector was a great villain. Yeah, the Prospector is horrifying. The what? Oh, I said he was horrifying, the Prospector. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where to put this fucker. So this this guy, Cochrane, would be pretty low. On yeah, your, I'm having a hard time. Like... Okay, let me see. I can start. Um... I have him at a cool number 14. Um, he's right below Sarah Bellow's book from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And then he's right above Jigsaw from Saw. And I had a kind of hard time placing him between Jigsaw and um, like above or below. And the factor for me, I think they're both similar because um, they both have these just completely convoluted plans that don't really make a lot of sense that the then tell you kind of about yeah. like as you're like living it out. But, but I will say he's got like the whole novelty factor on his side, and I just like I I, it's so weird. Like I love him. Yeah. I locked him in at eighteen, and that is second to last on my list. He's just above Ignacio from The Similars, and um, he 
I think you. We all know how I do my villain ranking, and so I could beat the fuck out of this guy. There is nothing <laughs> threatening. I don't understand how Tom Atkins like gets got by him because like I understand that he runs this whole town, but you're just like in a room with him and you're not thinking, hmm, this guy's like up to no good. Let me just punch him. Like, the yeah, fuck? but he has an army of robots okay, that would kill you. Okay, knock him out. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah, but the army, the robots would... Explode the robots, then punch him. I mean, we saw how easily Cochrane was taken out. They should have just, like, made it a little more effective a little earlier, and then boom. Could have stopped the broadcast. Yeah. Could have pulled the funding. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think Cochrane's that threatening. I put him... Um I put him number 12 on my list, which also is right above Ignacio from The Similars. And right below the crawlers from the descent, um, and yeah, I mean, I I don't like think he's terrible. Like I I see there's a lot of interesting stuff in here. Like the Stonehenge stuff is cool. I wish like it was more developed, but like it is cool to use Stonehenge, and like the all of these little all of the pieces are cool like the television broadcast as a weapon is a cool piece stonehenge is a cool piece and like the the bodies turning into like worms snakes and bugs that's a, that feels very biblical sort of like you know like yeah. turning into the the creepy crawlies of yeah, the earth i guess you're right you know that that feels like a biblical plague type thing um so like all of these pieces like i really really like but they all feel like they're from different movies um uh which they don't really like mesh together the way they are in this movie maybe if they were like developed a little further and had more explanation it would work better but like i do like the stuff the the stuff that happens do we want to go under ratings sure yep what I know. I have been thinking about this all week. I know what we should rate it out of. What? We should rate it on a scale of 1 to 10. How many more days until Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay. So, I yeah. I can start. Okay. Yeah. I have a hot take. Um, I'm going to give this movie 10 more days until Halloween. Okay. <laughs> and it's not. This movie's not a 5. Like, it's not a 10 out of 10. Yeah. But, like, emotionally it is. Because it's so weird and none of it like should work, and it's just fun and like there's masks and the and the set design is really cool, and I like what Harish just said about all this like kind of pastiche stuff of like everything that like shouldn't be in the same movie in the same right. movie, it, and to me it's just like a novelty, which is like what the movie's all about, and I think that's pretty cool. So. 10 more days till Halloween, <laughs> Halloween, Halloween for this one. I'm going to give it a seven, seven more days till Halloween. Um, because um, I agree. If anybody ever says like, you know, I kind of want to watch Halloween three seasons of the witch. I'm going to be like, turn it on right fucking now. Yeah. We're going to watch it. Like, I'm never going to say no to watching this movie. It's so much fun. It's so much. It's especially really fun to watch with other people. Um, Cause it's really fun to like rip on it. Like we did the whole time we were watching it this time. Um, it's a great time and it's just like a wild ride and everything. And like, yeah, it's like, it's like a, it's a good movie to, you know, um, there's certain elements of it that are really awesome. I just think that it's not scary, which is fine, but it just like, 
it lacks certain elements that I would like to have in a film. So I'm not going to like say it's any better than a seven. Did you want to go, Elijah? Yeah, I'll say six days until Halloween. Okay. All right. Better than it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's about where I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, way to look at things. I'm also going to go higher than it should be. I'm going to say Thanks nine days till Halloween. Thanks, Elijah, yeah, you and I are on the same page. Well, like usually with stuff like this, Harish and I like aren't never. on the same page. No, yeah, I, I definitely, I love this movie. Like, like Samantha said, I would, I would also rewatch it anytime. And I mean, it's like, it looks cool. Like it's a well shot movie. I, I, I do like that aspect of it. And the design of the masks is cool. And the like. It's just like all around. It has a lot of cool pieces that like the only thing missing is the the thread to tie it together. The lore just doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Like so, like the plot doesn't make any sense, but everything else about it I love. Um, and also the weird like relationship is kind of weird. Um, just how yeah. suddenly she falls in but love with him. Would it be Halloween three season of the witch without? It? I know that I I feel like <laughs> just represents the eighties. <laughs> to me and so it like works for me in this movie even though i'm gonna like point it out and make fun of it every time yeah but like it, it yeah. fits the movie so yeah i'm giving it a nine <laughs> um, i have another hot take this is my second favorite halloween movie that's valid the original my favorite but this one's my second i have a feeling that if i watched them all this one would probably be my second as well yeah it's so fucking weird right <laughs> It shouldn't be that high on my list. It's like, I say this about a lot of movies, but I feel the way about this movie that I do about House of Wax. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like everything I love, like yeah. in a movie sometimes. And that's just like all you need. Yeah, I get that. Uh, some recommendations? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> related to this movie, what would you recommend other people watch? It it doesn't have to be. It, it doesn't can even be just have to like be a movie. It could be like a book, a anything. podcast. A, Molly, you had some though, right? You were ready. For- I have some ready. Before I do Rex, um, the music in this movie is really good, and we didn't mm. talk about that. But it's like, by John, John Carpenter. Carpenter. Always has like really really cool music. Yeah. Of course, he fucking did. choices. I thought it sounded Carpenter esque, but I wasn't sure if it very was. synth heavy, like electronic. It's your your good typical shit. John Carpenter stuff. The good awesome. shit. It's just perfect yeah um some wrecks i have a uh, charlie and the chocolate factory that's a really good wreck <laughs> it it just makes sense um luck of the irish the disney channel <laughs> original movie that is also a really um, good wreck i'm gonna say goosebumps the um the haunted mask both the book and the two-part goosebumps tv series special that about the sense. masks and then um Obviously, I recommend this movie kind of a lot. I realized John Carpenter's They Live because it's so fucking weird. Because it's a good ass movie. And I feel movie. like it like thematically makes sense. Yeah. Um, I was gonna just wreck I hope I don't steal any of you were thinking of Harish, but um we talked about almost all of these anyways. Um The Fog, which is a John Carpenter movie with Tom Atkins in it. Um it's also one that it's not particularly like a great film, 
But there are certain aspects, especially with the characters, like with the design of the pirate ghosts. Yeah. It's so fucking cool. Right. Like you can forgive everything because it just looks so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, so that movie. And then Body Bags, which I talked about earlier, which is um, it's John Carpenter and Toby Hooper directed the shorts. And John Carpenter is like a narrator that's in. He plays this like, uh, what's the word for it? Um uh coroner coroner he plays a coroner and he's like real kooky and he like introduces each segment and it's like real fun yeah he Um, he introduces a segment he like walk up to an eyeball and say like um like a cheesy line about eyeballs and then like it'll like introduce this reminds me of this story and then right yeah introduce yeah the Um, corpse and so like it's really it's a really fun kooky movie and there's like the they're they're also like this the segments are real weird too like they're yeah. they're just crazy um they, they kind of also start the best one is the first one and in my opinion the worst one is the last one but um and then uh creep show which also oh, yeah. we've discovered had tom atkins in it which i would have wrecked this anyways just because it's real fun stuff not it's like not a perfect film but you're gonna have a great time watching it it's similar effects feeling type of thing like that uh i think that's all i've got um, I had two in mind. Um, uh, because of the Irish connection, I would connect. I would recommend Leprechaun, <laughs> which is oh a, a very cheesy movie. Like not, not cheesy, not, bad. Not a good. It's a it's a bad movie, it's but bad. I love it. Oh, it's so much fun. It's bad. <laughs> I God love the Leprechaun reach. as a villain. <laughs> he's very funny and he's cool. <laughs> um, love the Leprechaun. Also, Jennifer Aniston's in it. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's fun. So that's great. Um, and the other one I had was the signal because it's like a TV oh, signal yeah. that drives people crazy. That's good. Yeah. And which is like kind of what the plot evil plot is in this one. Um, but that's the only connection. It's uh, the signal is kind of kind of anthology, but it's like four it's the same cohesive story. Kind it's just- of. Yeah. It's four interconnected stories happening during this um apocalypse where a television signal drives everyone um mad drives everyone mad and uh makes them want to kill everyone else did you have any elijah yeah i i don't have a lot to draw from in terms of horror movies but i'm gonna go with spirits of the dead which is an anthology of um like adapted edgar Allan poe short stories Ooh. so picking that because this was supposed to be the beginning of an anthology but right. my favorite one from it is toby Dammit by fellini uh which has like a similar kind of like weird lack of like cohesion or sense to it right <laughs> but it's like really stylized and like just has a good feel to it and then there are like some vaguely scary elements that like make it technically feel like a horror film. Interesting. So Spirits of the Dead, you said. When was it? When yeah. is it from? Nineteen sixty-eight. Oh, nice. I'm looking it up right now. It looks really cool. Yeah, that does sound really cool. Anything else? I don't have any. Oh, I, the other one would be. I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but we talked about it. Suspiria. Suspiria. I feel like. Oh, yeah. Suspiria. Yeah. 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 Good. This in, in certain ways. 
Nice. Um, I don't know why, but I just want to recommend like watching something with Vincent Price. I can't quite pinpoint what, but like for some reason, oh, oh, I feel I like it. I got it. I got Madhouse? it. Madhouse? Um, Were you going to say um, Madhouse? Monster Club. <laughs> we haven't watched that, but yeah, that would probably We've be good. Seen Monster, Monster Club is the the kids, no, right? No, no, no. This is what I mixed up it's too. It's anthology. Monster Club is a Vincent Price anthology, but Monster Club. It's so fucking weird. I don't know if it's Monster Club. There's also a fucking kids movie that we watched, and it's not good, uh, but it's really oh. like close and near and dear to a lot of people's hearts because they like watched it growing up. And um, is that the one? This is so specific. Does is it like really homophobic? Like right in the beginning? Yeah, I Monster Squad. Okay. Monster the Monster Squad. Squad. There's oh. like home. I remember. I was like, oh, I don't like this. Um, but like people watched it when they were kids, and so they're like, oh yeah, it's a great movie. And I'm like, have you watched it recently? Um, but yeah, Monster Club is the Vincent Price movie. Um, oh, okay. I also oh, think. Oh my god, for Monster s- Club, Fox. For some reason, I'm thinking. I think Madhouse for some reason probably would fit with this theme somehow. I don't know how, but. Madhouse is good. Madhouse is good. I just watched that too recently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for some reason, I was just like, Vincent Price fits into this category somehow. Yeah. Oh my god. Honestly, Monster Club, like watching that, like this month, it's been like the biggest serotonin booster. <laughs> it's like an anthology. There's three little sh- like short stories, whatever. Like that's fine and good. Each story is broken up by a musical number, like in the middle. Wow! Is it, of, like, and that's the origin of the gif of the skeleton, like stripping and shaking its hips, is from that movie. And I don't know if I'm describing it well, but if you saw the gif, you wouldn't know. I thought it was from a cartoon, and it's not. Oh my god! But yeah, it's a perfect movie. Like it literally has like no flaws. It's just perfect. <laughs> we gotta watch that. Yeah. I can look at this objectively and say <laughs> that it's um there's nothing wrong. Well, I guess it's time to wrap it up. Good night. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to watch that one movie, Elijah Rex. I know. I'm like really excited about that. Any final thoughts on this movie before we wrap up? Watch it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's it's fun, a lot of fun. How get drunk with your friends and watch it over Discord. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good one to watch, like, on Halloween, yeah. I think. It's, like, if you're not, like, really into horror, but you want to, like, kind of branch out into something spooky, like, this is a great one for you. Right. But it really is more silly than it is, like, spooky. I think the first time I watched this movie, I did watch it on Halloween. Like, I think I was in high school or something. Nice. Yeah. This movie, to me, feels like getting a basket of chicken tenders and fries from, like, a Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> It's what you want in that moment, and you know it's not good for you. Right. But you, you don't regret it, but you know you shouldn't fun. have. <laughs> You're just like, this isn't, like, peak dining. Right. Yeah, but it, it's, like, enjoyable in the moment. Yeah. That's good. That's a that's good great. That's good. Uh, that's a good way Metaphor, to describe it, yeah. yeah. Um, did you have any like social media or anything or you wanted anything to plug? You want anything at all? Anything at all, Elijah? And I uh, follow follow me on Instagram. I posted three times, <laughs> and uh, are you gonna say what it is? Elijah Sager. There we go. At Instagram. Um, and we're not gonna tell you how to spell Sager. <laughs> figure it out yourself. <laughs> <laughs> figure it out we should re- like we should redact that part when we post it 
like all the middle letters how they do that <laughs> now we should s star star g e r <laughs> um uh we should give we should make it like a multiple choice quiz where there's three options but like only one of them's right <laughs> um you can follow me at not a credit card and everything you can follow me at save our shaggy that's a scooby-doo reference on everything you can oh sorry you can follow me on twitter at midsummer queen um, and you can follow the show at Tipsy Terror on Twitter, Tipsy Terror Pod at gmail dot com, um, Tipsy Terror dot com, Tipsy Terror dot rap, Tipsy Terror dot wtf, Tipsy Terror dot pub dot pub, <laughs> and all of those websites just go to a static page that has all our links on it. Um, and like we're on like Spotify, all of those things. Subscribe. We have a Patreon. Um, and Facebook Letterboxd which aren't being updated nope. but you know um anyway that's all uh yeah thanks for being Bye. on elijah um i would love yeah, to have yeah, you, you uh back on for a movie that you actually yeah. pick that that you want to watch no, just, <laughs> yeah. just, just for context oh what happened we were watching we have a uh, discord with a bunch of our friends and we were just watching it together at, for the podcast and we said hey if anyone wants to watch this movie we're streaming it and elijah showed up and then yeah. at the end we oh, were just chatting real? and we were just like hey you want to be on the pod yeah <laughs> very I organically i thought he just saw that there was like a video in the chat and like hopped in that's awesome <laughs> yeah but yeah well it was an honor to be on thank you yeah thank you so much thank you all right, bye. 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 Right, in that pod.